Yes, I am your host, Kimberly Farris Singh. And of course, if we're talking Trinidad and Tobago Carnival, we cannot speak about Trinidad and Tobago Carnival without speaking about the early morning rise, the mud, the powder, and maybe some water too. We're talking about Juve. And I have joined with me is none other than Andrew from Poudre. Thank you for joining with me. Hi, Kim. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me, Juve, specifically to Poudre, what is the difference between this particular Juve bag? Okay, so for Poudre, it's more about our shtick or what you might call our gimmick, mm -hmm. right? Or our selling point. Our okay. major selling point is that we pay homage to traditional mass, traditional Juve, the carnival characters that were born out of the Juve and out of the original Cambole. Okay. Right? So that's what Poudre is all about. So we take modern Juve and pay homage to traditional mass. And I absolutely love that. I think that that is a, a tune I've been hearing throughout South. Whenever I interview anybody from South pertaining to carnival and mass and that type of thing, I'm, I keep hearing that the tradition mm. being held, yes, you modernize it a bit, mm. but you're keeping that tradition within the carnival, within yeah. the mass. Yeah. And I think that that is very, very important um, because we have a lot of people, a lot of kids, millennials even don't understand and don't know about <laughs> the, <millennials. traditional laughs> the yeah. traditional type of carnival type of mass but juve in itself what is juve about because to me i see juve and i think it's much more free than pretty mass mm -hmm. it's much more just you can be yourself totally yeah so tell me in your own words, what do you think about Juve, the difference between that and the Pretty Mass? Well, I'll just pull from what you said. It, it's all born in the history of Juve, right. right? Because the masquerade was what the slave masters, the plantation owners, and their, <clears throat> their bouge, right, is what they did before the Lenten fasting right. and whatnot. So the slaves now, they did their own thing in their backyards, in their little communities, the, the, the slave communities. So they would even imitate the pretty masquerade right. that the, the slave owners did. So they put a little more of their folklore and their traditions into it. So sometimes you'll see the Damlorin, which is a mimicking of the pretty masquerade that the slave, the plantation owners used to do. But do so. you think in recent years, over the decades, we've been losing that tradition? We've been losing that touch that makes Trinbago's carnival so distinct and different from any carnival in the world. Well, that's where Poudre comes in. <laughs> I love it. That's where Poudre comes in. You're solving a problem. In. Yes. So the traditional mass is being lost, the old mass, people not going out to old mass and not paying attention to it anymore. So Poudre pays homage to traditional mass. So when we came out in 2019, we came out with Pay the Devil, which was a tribute to the Blue Devils. Yes. Then the next year, we did the Peregrinade, you know, Palette de Couleurs, yes. right? Yes, Poudre is French for powder, but it's actually pronounced podge. So like okay. ju Juvet, right? Yes. Poudre, podge, you know, but we Caribbean, so we say Poudre, so it's easy yeah. for people and to... Juve. Yeah, yeah, it's easy for people to say. It Poudre, Juve, yeah. easy to say, <laughs> right? But I want to chat a bit about what you guys are doing this year specifically, mm -hmm. in terms of your colors, in terms of what you're focusing on for this year's carnival. Okay, this year's carnival, we're focusing on the Whipmaster, which is the Jab Jab, 
right? As opposed to the Red Devils, the Blue Devils, even the Jab Molasi, those are all Jab versions of the Black Devils, which is the Jab Molasi, which is the molasses, right? But the Whipmaster is what you call the Jab Jab, right? Yeah. And the Whipmaster is covered in colors, kind of like the Peregrinade, but colors and lots of mirrors and stuff, because when they do their whip competitions, it's all about distracting your opponent. So there's a lot of flashing lights, you know, reflections and stuff, you know, to confuse your opponent. So when you're whipping, you're whipping, you're whipping. So uh, we chose the Whipmaster this year because of the colors. So even though we have our base colors, the purples and the yellows, right? What we put in on is what you'll see when you come and get your package. That's the <laughs> surprise. That's what we'll be going on the road with. So our homage to the traditional mask is what we add to the modern juve jersey and pants yes. or monokini or drawstring pants whatever so what we add is what we do in paying homage to traditional and masks. that definitely makes you guys stand out from the rest so when persons want to get in contact with you guys how can they do that how can they get their nice little package going from yours <clears throat> okay so you can go online at Pudre Juve, at PudreJuve.com. You can check us on Facebook, IG, and TikTok, at Pudre Juve. And you can use the hashtag on any social media, hashtag WePlayWithPudre. It'll take, us to any one of our take you to any one of our landing pages. And our hotline, as opposed to know this offhand, our hotline, 749-8000, that's 749-8000, I love how the, the voice changed, it just, it switched, it yeah, switched up yeah. a very, very professional voice mm. there, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it has been a pleasure speaking with you, Mr. Andrew, mm -hmm. um, getting to know a bit about Pudre itself, um, why it stands out, a mm -hmm. bit about Juve, I think mm -hmm. a lot of people now don't even understand where that history comes from and they just think okay we're just playing with mud and powder yeah. and a little water we mix them yes. with it a lot of people don't understand what is the meaning and the, the tradition behind it so i want to thank right. you you're very knowledgeable about this i'm glad i got the opportunity to chat with you on this thanks a lot kim <laughs> thank you win tv and thank you all of you we will see you on the road monday and tuesday you're coming you're coming you're coming, I you're coming. all right you should come <laughs> definitely <laughs> well guys we'll be right back with more of play mass when we come back we'll be chatting with someone who will be on the road with Pudre. that's joshua regalo we'll be right back
we're talking carnival we're talking about trinidad and tobago we must have that conversation about sweet sweet pan and who else to talk about pan but the pan man himself joshua regrello here, kim thank you so much for having me i appreciate it yes it's such a pleasure to be able to catch up with you and one of the things that i really want to have a conversation with you about is your history with pan because i see you playing all the time but i never got your story and where this passion comes from? Uh, my history with Pan is synonymous with the history of my life. Okay. I grew up playing Pan. When I say grew up, I'm talking about when I was about three. Well, first of all, my dad was a Steven captain, was and is a Steven captain. So I literally grew up in a Pan yard. Think Lion King, think Simba being raised to the animals. <laughs> I was raised to the Pan yard. No joke. I went straight to the Pan yard as a baby. Wow. And my, so I, I was always in the Pan yard. My mom used to like travel plenty for work. So she hates when I say that, but she used to like travel. She was all, she was about that bread. She was about the bread, getting it done. Uh, so we was always in the pan here with my dad, my brother and I. Um, and from as little as three, I had a souvenir pan. And then it just, I graduated to like an actual pan. But growing up, I always had a pan with me. Throughout every phase of my life, I had a pan with me. That's so, so beautiful. Um, I know that a lot of times people say that pan is something dying and something not necessarily trending with the young crowd. but the way that you bring it across, the fun and the energy that you bring with the pan makes it something that even I want to learn to play pan. Yeah. I would, I would tell, tell anybody who says that to go to the pan yard. Like if you go to any pan yard, there's so much youth. And almost all sea bands have youth orchestras. So it, it is so many youth um, in, in pan right now. But I also would encourage everybody to just go to the pan yard. Like that's the best way to... To, to just immerse feel it, yeah, you have to immerse, you have to, you have to go in the panier, like not even go panorama, you have to go in the panier and see what's going on, when you see what's going on, then you have a great appreciation for it and okay, a great so explain to me what happens in a panier since, I, or it's something you can't explain. I could, because it, it, it is, the beauty in it is that it's like a hundred, let's say a hundred people right. practicing night okay. after night to make one sound for eight minutes a panorama song is eight minutes right they are practicing for like two months basically for one eight minutes and it, it, it just shows you how dedicated we could be how dedicated we are other people but it also shows you how musical we are because it's these are not like professional musicians these are okay most of these people are people who just sing boy i feel like i'm playing panorama this so year. then what you're saying is that you can I play could... panorama really no really no joke you're kidding i didn't know it was structured that way yeah and that's the same thing i mean like Trinidadians are so musical and yes. only when you go to like like even think of a bottle and spoon right anybody I, can I hit a bottle and spoon already and you have timing yeah and the timings that you will be hitting on that the, the, the rhythms you'll be hitting very musical I you know now you inspire me to go to a pan yard and I feel like I want to do one before this season is nah, over just go like go and just sit down and just watch and just immerse yourself in it and observe and it is Amazing. Like when you watch the discipline that yeah. these players have, when you watch just the passion they have doing it every single night, you're like, wait, what? 
And then it's just, it is, you have to do it. Like, I'm so excited talking about this. Because <laughs> I was only finding out last night. Okay, okay, okay. So you need to, nah, you need to just go and see it. But you would have played in Panorama. Yeah, no, I played, oof, I played in Panorama since I'm seven. And you have continued or is something that you kind of well, phased out? If I, if I in play, I think I've only missed like two Panoramas. Okay. I was there with flag. All right. On stage. So I don't miss it. I am there. Okay. I, I, I feel the vibe and the energy when it comes to panorama. Well, the panyard for practicing for panorama. Um, I've never really considered going to a panyard, but now I, I like I said, I, I no, most have certainly have to. But I want to get back to you and your brand, Joshua Regrello, the pan man. You're so interesting in terms of this product that you have been able to promote to us and share with us. Um, how did this whole persona come about? Um, you know, I, I think about it every single day. I have no idea. I think it, it was never intentional. I think it was just a matter of I was just performing regularly. Right. And in doing so, people just started to be like, hey, look the pan man, look a pan man, look the pan man. You know, like that kind of vibe. Okay. It's like, you know, like people will see your interviews and say, look the girls do the interviews. Right. And it just started to happen more and more and more and more. They started to see me more and more regularly. Yes. And I was like, okay, they just kept calling me the pan man, the pan man. And I think when I, I launched that album like two years ago and I, I said, okay, here what? I'll just say the pan man. And since then, I guess the name stuck, but it was never like intentional for me to be like, okay, I can call myself the pan man. So okay. now when people call me the pan man, I was, I'm like, hmm, how this happened, boy? This is really interesting. <laughs> but you have also kind of, I wouldn't say moved away from pan, but you also have your own little songs with your lyrics and how that came about. I, just being an entertainer okay. um, and wanting to be able to diversify what I do as a performer. So I like, I like when I, because a lot of people don't expect it and a lot of people don't know about it. So I like when I'm performing, they'll give me a, hey, what, pan, man, you have 10 minutes on stage. Right. So I'll, I'll play eight minutes of pan and in the end, I'll pull the mic and I start to sing. And I, was, I like that moment where the audience is like, he could do that. <laughs> pan, man. So it is just about diversifying. So I just had my concert. And the concert was about was themed around the greatest showman. Yeah, I saw that. It looks lovely. Thank you so much. So it's like about being the greatest showman, being yeah. able to play pan, jump a girl and sing, go back there. Eventually, a girl dancing with it too. But no, it's you're about no, 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 yet. Oh, you're getting it. Yeah, no, yeah. But it's <laughs> it's about being making All around. yeah making this fun. Not I try to make pan fun for me and yeah. cool for me. So when I up there, I can enjoy myself. And well, I can... It definitely translates to us, the audience. We definitely can feel that good vibe that you bring. Um, we could feel the energy. We could feel your passion because I can tell that you love what you do. Yeah, no, I, I do. And I, I love entertaining. And I think a lot of panists forget that this is entertainment. Yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah, is. when you go on stage there on your program, Almost every time they say entertainment and your name is next to it. So you have to give, yeah, you have to give people entertainment. <laughs> it's time for us to go to a quick break. We'll be back with more of Clay Mass with Joshua Grello.
Welcome back to Play Mass, and of course, I have joined with me Joshua Regrello, the Pan Man. And before we went to break, we chatted a little bit about your concert. So I want to delve a little more into how your concert came into being, because of course, you know, you would have been doing gigs for a long time, but now you've graduated. <laughs> you have your very own concert. Tell me how that came about. Uh, I think from as long as I can remember, I've always dreamt of having my own concert. Okay. Um, it was just one of those things, you're like, hmm. One day I could do this. Headlining. Yeah, but the thing is, I never ever think about it as my own concert. Okay. Never, and it's only like when we in the plan. I'm like, hmm, this is really just regular concert, and it is a it's a scary thought. Um, I think that's why I don't think about it because it's too overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but it's just it, it's always been a dream of mine. And I'm just very grateful that I'm finally able to to do it, and I'm able to have something like this. Because it takes a great leap of faith to go from just performing in gigs you know getting your name out there and stuff to now moving into that arena where you're doing business you're yeah. conducting business yeah no it is i, I could imagine it's nerve-wracking but you seem to have marketed yourself in such a way that people want to come to your concert clearly yeah um, I, 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 I don't understand it but it's how you mean you don't understand it, it i don't know it's, it's wild to me like what i because this is also the third year right and it's so it's annual and the fact that there are people who, who've come to all is right? wild to me. I'm just like, huh. It's, it's on their calendar. Yeah, it's like, hmm, and waiting for Panaman next year. And I'm just like, this is so scary. This <laughs> is <laughs> so scary. Because I am on, I don't know, I'm very self-conscious. So I'm on stage there and I'm like, hmm. I will never guess though. Because you just, on stage you're just thinking, hmm, I'm just been enjoying this. Like, <laughs> do you feel like this is worth your money? But I'm very grateful because the, the reviews are always just i i'm grateful for the reviews the reviews are always amazing um and so touching so but how have you how do you think rather that social media the way social media has played a part in the way you have been able to present yourself oh social media has for sure just amplified my presence on a whole so it's made me more visible um but it's also helped me to become quote unquote just like not media trained but just trained as a uh, performer yeah you know okay no if i'm doing this behind camera i want to give the camera energy i want to do this and it's translated into real life or the way you you, you know if you're doing a video you might want to say okay let me look presentable in this video yeah i just translate that now to real life because I, I think i i grew up in in through the school of TikTok and the school of content during the pandemic so now it's just using all those things and it really has helped me to to real life so do you think the pandemic allowed you that opportunity to really be on social media and become a trending you were trending during and you continue to be trending on social media locally uh people just love your content because yes you put on the whole pan content but you also do a whole lot of other content outside of pan yeah i think the pandemic really allowed me to become myself and be true to who i am i think i was i've always been doing content i've been doing content for years and before I was always nervous about yeah. being yourself, like actually showing your personality. Um, and I guess during the pandemic, there was just a lot of people, a mass amount of people doing content. So I yeah. just felt comfortable to do content in that time. And I just really grew into who I am. So now the Joshua that you see is only because of 
making all that content and literally become myself in that pandemic and being with yourself alone in solitude but yeah. it's just you and the music that you create yeah so there is one in particular that oh, I have, you know which one it is I don't want to let me hear <laughs> I don't want to sing it wait <laughs> ah shucks <laughs> there is one in particular that I see you it literally breaks the ice of a room. Yeah, what yeah. is the name of that song? Does it it's called Pan School. Okay. Yeah, it's not what you think. Go look up Pan School. <laughs> That's why I don't even want to say what I thought. Yeah, no, no, it's called, it's called Pan School. It's called Pan School. Okay. Pan School. Go look up Pan School, guys. Joshua, you're going to Pan School out everywhere now. Listen, that song clearly breaks the ice. Yes. Once you start with that, you can literally see every video I've seen you perform that song. Yeah, that's nah, so It reactions. breaks down yeah. walls in such ways that yeah. people just, they're like, what? Yeah. And then they literally get so into it. Because it's a story. It's like clever. Yes, so it's it a, is. It is a story. Like when you listen, like there are three verses and each verse is like actually a story. And I saw um, your dad. Oh no, my dad. My dad. Every time, like as soon as I perform that song, he just leaves. Him and my sister leave a building. I saw that. Yeah. I saw you posted a video. Yeah, yeah. And it was hilarious. And those are the things that it is real life. Yeah. Um, because we can't relate to that. We can't relate to our parents being cringe for pan school again. Guys, go check it out. Uh, you'll laugh. I promise you, you'll have a good laugh. Um, but things like that, it's reality translated yeah. into entertainment. People love it. I like that phrase, reality translated into entertainment. Yeah. I like that phrase. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I should copyright it. <laughs> That's clever. But anyways, we kind of have to wrap up now. Um, I just want the opportunity, well, to give you the opportunity to share your socials because I feel as though social media is where it's at and you have done an excellent, exceptional job in selling this product called Pan because, again, it's something that you don't necessarily see a lot of young people on social media talking about Pan. And even if they go to the pan yard and they are involved in that, it's not like if they're out here telling people go learn to play pan or come to the pan yard. But you have made pan such a trending thing. Again, I want to learn to play pan because of you. <laughs> so share your socials again with the people. Joshua Grello and the pan man won everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Literally everywhere. And I promise you guys are going to be thoroughly entertained when you listen to pan school. Yeah, do it. School. Do, do it. Take our word for it. You're going to laugh. Take Kimberly's word for it. <laughs> You're gonna have a giggle, you're gonna be like, ah, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah, no that one, title of the song. When I dropped it, so. people thought I was actually opening a fan school. My sister sh sent it to all her friends, and then when she listened to the song, she had to delete the message. Oops. So now sister learned to, you know, make sure and check yeah, everything. Verify everything. Before sending it yeah. out. Oops. <laughs> but anyways, that's it from us here at Play Mass. Until next time, I'm Kimberly Farasing.
back in jamming. 